Hello everybody, my name is Derek Arden and welcome to Monday Night Live. Tonight I've got Phil Jessen. Phil wrote this book uh, from Survive to Thrive uh, during the first lockdown. In fact, he wrote it very, very quickly. I'm amazed because it's got so many pages in it and so many tips, 365 tips, in fact, uh, one for every day of the year. And I've just described it to other people as an MBA in a book and it certainly is there's so many tips from michael porter to uh, john fenton uh, and i'll talk about john fenton in a minute i won't talk about michael porter because i couldn't understand the book myself but i know some of you will have read it let me tell you a little bit about phil phil appeared on monday night live about a year ago and uh, everyone's requested him to come back to share some more of his tips Phil was in the army for seven years, which I imagine is why he's such a structured and organized person and, and then uh, got involved in sales and sales training. When Phil and I were talking about the early days at our rehearsal, he reminded me of what I tell people that uh, should or do know some of the things I teach about negotiation skills. And I say, you're gonna learn, you're gonna relearn and there's gonna be things that you go, wow, I must implement that immediately. Phil, your version of that was remind, reassure and reveal. Uh, have you got a take on that before uh, before we get going? I think you're muted at the moment, Phil. You've got to unmute yourself. Unmute, Phil. Uh, I can't. Ah, you need to unmute yourself if you can hear me. Yep. You can you hear me now? You've Got done it now. now. Yeah, yeah, just just five minutes, just five seconds on on that before uh, I finish yeah. the rest uh, of the it, intro. It, it's how I used to introduce training courses years ago, just to explain why we were there. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's a very arrogant trainer that would suggest that everything the group is going to hear is completely new. It's not. I think a lot of things that trainers cover, they remind people of things that they've done before seen before uh, but maybe have slipped to the back of their mind now so nothing wrong with a little bit of reminding uh, reassurance is all about telling people that what they're currently doing is absolutely fine and if it's working well uh, great and it's nice for people to know that what they are actually doing is the same as everybody else sometimes um, and the third r was reveal and uh, yeah of course Hopefully any training course does reveal some new ways of thinking, some new ways of working. And as we all know, if you come away from a three day training course with three or four ideas that are going to change your world for the next 12 months or so, then that's been a good investment, isn't it? Fantastic. Yeah. And um, Phil and I were talking that um, we first uh, did some, um, uh, went on some sales courses run by a guy called John Fenton, then a guy called Robin Fielder, and then Richard Denny. This was in the 80s when uh, really they weren't these sort of big courses. And I remember John Fenton uh, being clapped into the room, Tony, Tony Robbins style. Everyone was supposed to cheer with this guy in a white suit who then patronizingly went through a workbook with all his tips in. But you had a story about John Fenton, didn't you, Phil? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very critical of these. Um, uh, I, I think in many ways they were the first business rock stars. Yeah. Uh, men, in, men in white suits that would be performing in inverted commas to an audience of thousands. But I went on a 
uh, a session run by John Fenton uh, titled The Motivation of People. Uh, and one of his tips, which is absolutely outrageous when you think about it, is that if you want to motivate your people, then saw four inches off their toilet door because they'll soon come back to the workplace in a highly motivated state. And people were paying hundreds and hundreds of pounds for this complete and utter nonsense. So thank goodness the training world has moved um, into something a little bit, well, saner really, uh, as opposed to that absolute nonsense that was around uh, in those uh, 80s days. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks, thanks for reminding me about those people because I, I can visualise when I was sitting in a massive hall in Kensington uh, and I was still working for Barclays trying to pick up some tips. Um, yeah. Phil does a lot of charity work. Uh, you're on local radio. You do local hospital radio, Phil. But I was curious about the work you do for a Bristol cha charity on modern slavery. Can you give us a couple yeah. of minutes on that? Yeah, um, I, I, I talked to... Uh, rotary groups, roundtable, WI business groups uh, about how to identify and remove modern slavery from our lifestyle. And the business groups, for understandable reasons, they're interested in keeping themselves out of court. They're interested in making sure that uh, they don't damage their reputation and their revenue by having something going in, on in the supply chain that they were unaware of. Um, but the, the other groups, the, 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 the Women's Institute, the Roundtable, um, the Rotary groups, they're more interested at a personal level, including the technology that we buy, the food that we buy, the textiles that we buy, uh, where there may well be. Uh, people involved in those supply chains working in absolutely appalling uh, conditions. And surprisingly, some very high profile brands have got uh, caught up with all of this knowingly or unknowingly, and it's had a huge impact on damaging their reputation and reducing their share price to shreds uh, if it appears in the Sunday newspaper. Yeah, no, it's a subject we're going to return to actually on Monday Night Live. So, yeah, thanks for uh, doing that. Let's turn to um, let's turn to your book, Phil, and remind everybody uh, why you wrote it, what the motivation was. And I want to know how you did it, actually, how you pinned yourself down to write all those 400 pages and 365 tips. Well, it, it was one of those things, Derek, where when lockdown one kicked in, uh, and I couldn't obviously get out the house apart from the essentials. Uh, I thought, right, well, I'm, I'm going to do something to raise money for the NHS and care worker heroes that we're all obviously very grateful for. Um, so literally every day uh, I would go into my lounge with mountains of bits of paper and whatever that I'd collected over the years um, and, I, and I would go in with an armful of music DVDs and I would put on these music DVDs, which I love, incidentally, live music DVDs. And typically I would say to my lovely wife, Joanna, uh, I'll see you in three hours time. I'm now going to Paris with Phil Collins. 
and off I would go and put the Phil Collins DVD on. Um, and I am one of those people that can work with a lot of noise. So whilst the three hour DVD was on, I'd be tapping away on my laptop. Um, and as you know, Derek, some of the, uh, the ideas in the book are concepts and tips. Some are very, very short and sharp quotes or key questions as I called them. But uh, over a period of three months, uh, I think I surprised myself, really, by getting up to uh, the 365 points, which was what we wanted to do, uh, raised a lot of money and still are, incidentally. Um, and I didn't want to donate the money to the NHS central pot. Um, I also talked to the local uh, health uh, services in my area in Leicestershire, and we donated some money to a charity. Uh, that prevents doctors and nurses committing suicide. Uh, we bought all sorts of equipment for uh, another surgery. And in the case of a, uh, another surgery on the outskirts of Leicester, we paid for some mindfulness courses that they wanted their staff to go on for obvious reasons to deal with the, the pressure of the moment. So... Yeah, very pleased with it, very proud of it, and uh, still going strong. Okay, well, I'd ask, ask all the members of Monday Night Live to give you the usual round of applause for that, please, because that's sensational. And I think uh, you told me you raised £6,000 at this stage. Now, yeah, um, yeah. if anybody wants a book, and it's a great book for families, it's a great book for giving to your clients, and I know one of Phil's... Uh, clients or somebody he knew from the speaking association has bought 150 books and sent them out to his client because uh, yeah, you know I, that's much better than a bottle of wine at christmas phil no and oddly enough you're, you're talking about mark fritz who uh, who i've got a huge amount of time for and I, i've just posted off again another 25 books to him today so he's been a great ambassador for me okay so if you want um if you want any of Phil's books, send me an email and I'll pass that on to Phil. That might be the easiest way, or if not, Phil will put uh, details in the chat box. And it obviously sells them direct rather than through Amazon, because uh, yeah. Amazon, as you know, take 58% of the uh, of the purchase price. Yeah. Phil, let's, uh, let's go to the book now. And uh, you've got six tips for us. Uh, six yeah. out of 365 tips. We could yeah. ask you for the, all of them, but we'd be here until <laughs> March. Yes, indeed. Would you Go like me it. to put my yes. uh, slides up now? Yes, please. That would be brilliant. Oh, it's disappeared again. I know what's gone wrong there. Okay, well, you keep looking for it. And I've got one or two of the... I mean, I did like seminar in a sentence. I thought that was brilliant. Um, yeah. And uh, I thought this one was brilliant. Number 20, great leaders supply light, not heat. Yeah. That really resonated with me. You concentrate um, um, on that. Uh, key question for today. Who do you currently give your best hour of the day to? Wow. And who should you be giving it to? I'm going to have to disappear for a minute, Derek, and go and get these slides back. They've completely gone off the screen here you go and do that phil right. i will uh keep going because some right. of these i will be using in my um in my newsletter with your permission uh phil was very generous to me and said he could use any of this without 
giving him reference, which is always useful because they are things that I've come across, but it's the way he's, he's done it. Um, people join a company, but people often leave a boss. Love that one. Loved it. Great reminder. Yeah. Of hey, bosses Derek. that we've all worked for, who um, frankly shouldn't have been the boss. Yep, uh, Derek, you were mentioning the seminar and the sentence. The layout of his book is very, very interesting. He has the seminar in a sentence for most of his points, and then the second part that I like is the key question for today. And it's a tough question. It's a it's a question that you really have to, you really can spend some time answering. And um, it, it just adds to the value, I think, of the book. It's lots of insights, the key question, and the seminar in a sentence. I've never seen a book like that before, and it's wonderful. No, I mean, it's, it's very similar to your book in a way, Tim, because it's off opposite sides of the spectrum. And I think it gives us um, lots, of, lots of ideas. One of the ideas I got for it at Christmas, you know, I've written a, what I've called a book on a page with... 10 tips that have that have come out and done anything with it yep. apart from yeah uh, yeah i think he takes it farther than i did with with the the question for the day and the seminar and the sentence i uh i applaud him very very much so thank you i think phil's trying to get in i'm doing uh, what i'm not very good at multitasking um right. although i'm told that's nonsense that uh, blokes can't multitask but i do have Can a bit we... of a problem with it Shall we try then, Derek? I'm back now. Phil, good to see you. Okay, so we're back. Let's um, try the... Uh, well, thank you very much, Derek, for inviting me uh, to chat to the group this evening. And hello, everybody. I've seen your lovely faces on the screen, some familiar faces there. So nice to be back with you once again. So I've just selected six different items from the book to talk to you about they are not directly related but i thought they would be of interest at this particular time of year and the uh, the first one i want to talk about bearing in mind we are still in january and a lot of people will be looking at their lives maybe setting a few new year's resolutions and all of that good stuff um, is i'd like to share with you a model that I found to be very, very effective for achieving goals, whether it be lifestyle goals or whether it be work-related goals. Um, and what this model invites you to do initially is to dream big. So we're not just talking about objectives for the next three months or whatever. The model invites you to dream dream big time so no, you, you just want to click on that slide so it comes up in the bigger box click on click on the dream thumbnail yeah i'm, I'm going to get there in a second Derek. okay sorry i'm ahead of you i apologize You're ahead of me yeah so what the what the model invites you to do is to is to dream big so when i tell you that uh i know that one of my clients used this model to move their life from being an accountant to a farmer. Another friend of mine used this model because she decided that she wanted to live and work in Australia. And another friend decided that they wanted to sell their business for £5 million 
in 12 months time, etc. So we're talking some fairly big, dreamy stuff here. And what this model invites you to then do is that having identified the dream that you want to achieve, it then really asks you five questions. What is it that you are going to drop, i.e. stop doing? What is it that you are going to retain? Because presumably it's working and you like it and there's no reason why you would stop doing it. What is it that you need to evolve and develop? Maybe get a little bit better at. Uh, what is it you might need to acquire? Maybe you need to acquire some training or some resources in order to achieve this dream. And what is it that you need to manage very tightly and just keep an eye on? So that little model is something that I've seen work very, very effectively to help people with their work stuff or, more importantly, their personal lives. So we can come back and have a chat about that one later on, if you like. Um, the next thing I'd like to talk about, uh, and again, this is, in a sense, a goal setting session that I'm about to talk about here, um, is six numbers. Now, if I just hold this up, you'll see what this is. This is a national lottery ticket. Uh, if I am lucky enough to get those numbers coming up, then, of course, it's going to change my life substantially. But just get your head around that for a minute. Six numbers. Six numbers. If you're lucky enough to win that lottery, it will change your life substantially. But let's just bring things back to earth a little bit here. Uh, what are the six numbers that would take you closer to better health, wealth and happiness during 2022? So what six numbers would take you closer to better health, wealth and happiness? I know for me personally, when I think of my 2022, one of my numbers is the number of occasions I want to see my grandchildren this year. Uh, another number for me this year is the number of modern slavery sessions that I want to run. Uh, another number is the number of times that I want to see my favourite rock band. And so it goes on. Those numbers are, of course, uniquely personal to me. But when you think of your life in 2022, what are the six numbers that would take you closer to a better health, wealth and happiness? That's great. That's great. Is it worth? Can you click on that six number slide now and make it bigger? Is that possible? Because I'm still getting the thumbnails at uh, my end. and I guess everybody else. Probably if you go is. to uh, presenter view, then you should be able to slide uh, through this. Go through the slides one by one. If you actually, or, or just click on the slide you want. 
So that, that should do it, or double-click on the slide you want. But if it doesn't work, doesn't matter. I seem to be having trouble with it this evening for okay. some reason. All right, don't worry, don't worry. Let's keep going, let's keep so you, going. So you, you've not got that slide in any way in a, in a full no, system? No, we've still got Monday Night Live on the screen, Phil, but... Uh, have you? You've still got Monday Night Live on the screen? Yeah. yeah. Right, OK, well, I don't know what's gone wrong there, then. You click on it, Derek. Can you alter it at your end, though? No, I can't. I can't, because it's at your end, Phil. Never mind. Let's keep going, shall we? OK. Oh, hang on, you've done it. What did you do there? A bit of magic? Technical department came in? Well, what, um, what, I've, what I've done is I've just clicked end of slideshow. What can you see now? We can see the six numbers, the one we wanted to see. So. OK, right. OK, well, let me, let me stay here, then. It's not where I should be, but at least we've got something, haven't we? Let me, um, let me move, then, to my to my next story. Uh, let me go here. Can you see that? Yep. Billy Crystal story. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, everybody seen the Billy Crystal movie, City Slickers? Yeah. A few thumbs going yeah, up. Yes, there. yes, yeah. It's a, it's a brilliant film. Brilliant film. Very funny film, actually. Um, but for me, it had a very, very profound life-changing effect, and I need to tell you why. Um, the film is all about three city slickers. Here they are, advertising men or PR men or something, uh, leaving a very wealthy but bored life in New York, and they decide to go off on a cattle drive in the middle of America. Uh, somewhere. I can't remember where. Um, and during the course of the film, there's a very interesting uh, section where uh, Billy Crystal, the lead character, is sat around the campfire talking to a wiry old cowboy played by Jack Palance. And Jack Palance is running this cattle drive. And um, basically, the, uh, the, 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 the Jack Palance character says to the Billy Crystal character, uh, you city slickers make me sick coming out here trying to find the meaning of life, blah, blah, blah. And Billy Crystal is very offended by that and says, well, don't tell me that you know the meaning of life in this diddly squat place in the middle of bloody nowhere. And the cowboy says, I, I, know, I know what the meaning of life is about. And Billy Crystal says, well, you, you better tell me. I've paid $8,000 to be here for 10 days. Uh, you better tell me what the meaning of life is. And the cowboy says, well, it's about one thing. And Billy Crystal says, well, well, come on. I need to know what the one thing is. And the cowboy says, well, the meaning of life is about one thing and one thing only. And, he, and Billy Crystal says, well, I'm getting fed up with this. I keep asking you. What is the meaning of life? What is this one thing? And the cowboy says, the one thing is for you to work out. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Now, interestingly for me, when I saw that film years ago, it hit me like a sledgehammer. Uh, interestingly, uh, it led to a divorce. It led to a completely new life for me. Forget my story for a moment. The question on the screen here is, what's the one thing your life is all about in 2020?
2022. What's the one thing your life is all about in 2022? If you find that a little bit too tight, a brief, then try widening it and let's widen it a little bit and incorporate our businesses at the same time. So I could say, well, what's the one thing that's most important to you in 2022 about your personal life? What's the one thing about your customer base? What's the one thing about the products and services that you are selling? What's the one thing about your finances? What's the one thing about your relationships with your nearest? So you can widen that question as far as you want to go, but in its purest Billy Crystal form, it is very much a meaning of life type of question. What's the one thing that's most important to you in 2022? So we'll come back to that if you'd like to. Uh, so moving on, because I've got three more to share with you. This is the um, uh, feedback model that I just like to share with you. I don't know whether you've come across it before. I did not invent this. I, I came across it uh, a few years ago. I can't remember the guy's name in full. It will occur to me in a minute. Jeff was his first name. I'm sure I'll, I'll remember it. But <clears throat> he talked about www.ebi. And this is a brilliant model for giving feedback because it is not in any way critical. It's about looking somebody in the eye, maybe a member of your family, maybe somebody within your business, maybe a friend. But it's about looking at what's working well that would be even better if. And within those lovely words, we're not saying any, at any stage, you've got this wrong or what you're doing is incorrect. What we're doing is starting off with things that are working well, but from our point of view would be even better if. And I've used this model in my coaching work with a number of clients. It's brilliant at solving tension between manager and member of staff where there might be a performance issue because you can imagine the conversation. What's working well, as I see it, is you're doing a brilliant job on this and you're doing a brilliant job on that. But for me, it would be even better if you could speak up a bit more at meetings because we value your contribution. And it would also be better for me if you could do more of this and less of that. It's a very, very effective feedback mechanism. And interestingly, when I first came across this model a few years ago, uh, I've also used that uh, with great success with my very difficult daughter. I say very difficult, uh, difficult probably because I was using the wrong questioning techniques all along uh, and now using that technique uh, I've been able to establish a much, much better rapport with her. Uh, 
No, that's great. If I can, I've just looked this up in a book I've got in front of me called uh, Survive to Thrive, and it's um, a chap called Jeff Grout. That's him? That's Jeff him. Grout. That's him. I think okay. it's a fabulous model. Uh, it's very similar to giving feed forward to do things even yeah. better. And, of course, very similar to the army model of, um, of um, sandwich feedback. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Which is where you give the good points, the uh, performance points in the middle, and then the good yeah. points. It's and a very simple model to remember, I think, that WW. And I think that's one of the things about the book. I think one of the reasons why people like the stuff in the book is that it sinks in very quickly. You don't have to just keep reading it time and time again. So remind us what www.ebi stands for. What's working well? Even better if that's what it stands for. Are you looking at that on the screen now? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. It's there. That, that is there on the screen. What's working well? Yeah. Even better if. So the next thing I'd like to have a look at is um, email harmony, um, and this is uh, going back to my time as a management consultant, as a trainer. Uh, I think a huge amount of tension with organisations is often built up through inappropriate emails being sent around, very often copied to 25 people for effect. They cause absolute havoc. And I used to say to chief executives that I worked with, what is your email policy? And they were very surprised by the question because they weren't aware that they should have one. And when I said to them, you need an email policy, people need to know what it's for and what it's not for, when it's appropriate to use it and when it's not appropriate to use it, including those people insist on sending emails at two o'clock in the morning just to impress you. So the next slide says it all really. I think email harmony comes when emails are used for these three things. Information, clarification, motivation, not criticism. Information, clarification, asking a question here and there, or motivation. If it's remotely critical, I think it should never, ever go on an email because you know how it starts. It's come to my attention that one of your people has upset one of my people. I can't tell you which one, but just take it from me. And of course, people don't take it from me. They get very upset with the nature of that sort of communication. So wherever I've worked as a management consultant, wherever I've been able to engineer an email policy, those three words have gone into it, information, clarification, and motivation. So the last thing I want to have a look at before we again go Q&A or back to you, Derek, is how we all deal with stress stress in our lives and it's there we know that a good bit of stress nothing wrong with it it will enhance our performance 
But what do we do when the stress either goes on for too long or it's too strong or both? And that's where the problem occurs. The thing causing stress goes on for too long or too long. And I would like to suggest that keeping it simple, as I do, I'm a simple soul, that there are only three things that you can do about stress. And here they are on the screen now. If you think about the thing that is causing you stress, you can either avoid it, you can adapt to it, or you can alter it. There are three A words there. For example, if my next door neighbor is driving me mad, I can avoid my next door neighbor. As he comes out of the house, I can avoid him and let him get in his car and drive off. I don't have to come out of the house at the same time as my irritating next door neighbor. So yes, there are some things that you can avoid. I think adapting to stress is an interesting one. If you choose to do that, make sure you are fit and healthy because it will take its toll. That's where health problems will come from. People adapting to something that's causing a huge amount of stress and they're still dealing with it 15 months, 18 months later. But there are of course some occasions where you have to adapt to it. If I went to my doctor tomorrow and he told me that I was terminally ill, then clearly I can't avoid that. I can't alter it. I'm gonna to have to come up with some strategies to adapt to it. But the third A word I think is the key, as you all know, the most effective way of dealing with stress is not to avoid it or to adapt to it, but to take the necessary action that alters it, i.e. reduces it or removes it completely. And when in my coaching life, I work with executives and we look at something that's causing them stress, and I talk to them about these three A words, I always say to them, where are you at the moment on those three A words? And 99 times out of 100, they will say the A word I'm currently working with is not the A word I should be working with. And very often somebody will say, well, I'm adapting to it, Phil. I'm not making any attempts at the moment to alter it. And we then talk about the pros and cons, of course, in doing exactly that, to alter it. So just to recap, Derek, and I can think probably just whiz back through these slides very quickly. These are the six then. Can you see that, Derek? Yeah, that's fine, Phil. Fine. So that's that dream model. Very, very good for looking at a really ambitious goal that you want to set, a dream. It's absolutely brilliant. A really special, brilliant, wonderful dream. In order to achieve it, what would you drop, retain, evolve, acquire, and manage? When you think of my lottery ticket, here it is. Forget the lottery ticket now. Think of your own life. What six numbers? They might be health. They might be wealth. They might be happiness. But what six numbers would take you closer to that in 2022? The Billy Crystal story. See the film if you can. 
but what's the one thing that your life is about in 2022? And if you don't like that because it's too tight, what's the one thing as far as your customers are concerned? What's the one thing as far as your products and services are concerned? And so it goes on. Feedback model, we've done that, www.ebi, what's working well, even better if. And if you're going to put that into practice, then find the line of least resistance. Find somebody where there's a minor issue maybe niggling away in the back of your mind. Get some practice at that before you take on Mr. Difficult over the garden fence or in the office. And my last little model not my last model, second from last model, email policy. What does that consist of? And finally, in order to deal with the stresses and strains of every life, we only have three choices, I believe. They all begin with the A word. Which of those A's are you dealing with at the moment? Which is the one that would give you, and the other people maybe, a much better outcome. So I'm going to leave that one there, Derek, and come out of those slides now, if that's okay with you. Yeah, if you could uh, cancel share view, uh, screen share, Phil, that would be really good. Thank you. Yeah, um, that's there we go. good. And that will bring, uh, bring all of us up. So what yep. I'm going to do now, Phil, is ask you if you will stay on when I finish yep. the recording to answer some questions. We have some uh, great questions in the chat box and great compliments for you okay, um, and uh, if people watching this on youtube listening to this on the uh, negotiations podcast have got any questions for phil then please email phil you'll find him on linkedin or email me you'll find me on linkedin and we'll pass on the questions to phil and i can assure you phil just like myself, is one of those people that uh, will answer the questions as fast as he can. Phil Jessen, can I thank you so much for coming on Monday Night Live? It was absolutely fantastic. Could I ask okay. everybody to show their appreciation for Phil in the Monday Night Live way? Thanks very much indeed. And um, Phil, will you come back and uh, give us another six tips in a few months' time? Yeah, very happy to do that, Derek. Yeah, very happy Fantastic. to do that. Fantastic. And anyone wants a copy of the, Phil's book, either contact me or contact Phil, or perhaps you want 150 for your clients. Uh, look forward to seeing you next week on Monday Night Live. Thanks for joining us.